Welcome, everybody, to the Eyes on Big Podcast, your go-to Big Ten football-specific podcast. I'm your co-host, Jeffrey the Greek, joined as always by... This is Big Kurt here. I'm on Twitter. I am Jeffrey the Greek, at Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt on Twitter, at B1GKURT. So, when we got this podcast going, our thought process was, and I think it continues to be, that we would try to be... A little bit more positive as compared to the people who are in the media their whole lives and they just always seem to be wrapped around negativity with their comments and and definitely something i keep in mind right each podcast pat 40 would be the first one that pops into my head where okay consistently just finding the negative tone out of things yeah he's a difficult follow on twitter (laughs) yes he is um so with that being said I, i don't mean to start the podcast out on a positive thing, but as I'm as I'm thinking yes. through this, maybe there is a positive with it in these, some would say, difficult times where it seems that none of us can agree on anything. Okay, there seemed to have been something. Well, well yeah, or it's love hate. Like it, everyone takes a side a right. stance, and you know you can't change your mind. You've made it up. Nobody can convince you otherwise. Right? Things like that. Yep. Right. But there was a an event that happened just a couple days ago that was universal unleashed. disapproval, <laughs> absolute universal. And what we're talking about is the newly released Michigan State Spartan football uniforms. What the hell? Absolute hot garbage. I mean, so you're the you're the uniform guy. Yeah, take it away, man. Okay. Well, first of all, disclaimer: I'm colorblind, so. I look at congratulations. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> lucky for this one. Jeez. Which is weird that I'm a I'm a you know, uniform, yeah, uniform guy and I'm right. colorblind. So I, I first saw that and it looked to me like green and yellow. OK, that's what that looked to me, because it, it, it's hard to explain. But part of I being mean, color, close. Yeah. Part of being colorblind is context. Like okay. you don't necessarily I see a Michigan State uniform. Well, it's got to be green. So my mind tells me it's green. So I thought it was a green jersey and helmet. With the yellow accents and yellow pants, but it turns out it's black and neon green. Is that right? No. Do I have that right? No. You, no. You it is. Don't worry. The fact that you can't completely decipher through this—that's that, not a bad thing. It is dark green. What oh, I it would is. consider okay. the the Michigan State Spartan true green. Well, then I like them a little bit better. <laughs> um contrasted with with the neon 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 okay yellowish that's tennis ball green with a just i I think this word works obtrusive state across the titties yeah first of all it's way too big it's like oregon-y with their with their their uh numbers this past year how, how they're just you know way oversized but then if you look close the S is cut Please off and the me. E is cut off. Yeah, yeah. Like why? What are they? The S, the first S, and the and the and the second E is in the armpits. Why? Like, who looks at that and says, "Let's just cut these off arbitrarily"? Uh, speaking of a guy that I do think does a good job and typically stays positive is Pete Futek, and he tweeted out something along oh, the lines of, "Oh, it was great." Just think about this: a room full of adults yeah. that have well-intentioned meanings sat around and okay. He said something about good, good folk. Good folk. <laughs> good folk approved this. Um, and 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 by the way, if if we go back to our our uniform yeah. drunken podcast, yeah. we had Michigan State very pretty high. high. Yeah, I I think I maybe even had them a little bit higher than you. You had them I higher think than me. Yeah. The Spartan logo, the white on Spartan green, is great. absolutely incredible. Of course, white is not a secondary color for you. So right. you have a big problem with that. But I just want to say, if there's a Michigan State fan listening, hopefully there is. I love your typical uniform. Absolutely, yeah, some of the best. 
probably part of the reason I had such an adverse reaction to these is because why would you do that to yourself? Well, I'm all in favor of alt uniforms. If you use them sparingly, like one at tops two games a year, I prefer one. And pretty much go ahead, do whatever the hell you want, have fun. But there's no fun involved here. This is not fun. And it's not funny. And did you see Joel Bocci when, when they, were, they were interviewing him on the sideline? They, it, he didn't play a whole lot okay. in the game. So they're interviewing him on the sideline, and they had the stat, the, like the, you know, the mannequin. He was dressed up in the, in the new uniform. And he's, they're asking him about the uniform, and he's smiling. Like he's saying, this stinks. This is horrible. <laughs> but he was saying the right things like, he oh, yeah, to. we he all love him. And he he's had, being a good company. He man. had this big smile on his face, and I'm like, you hate them. Just admit it. Uh, the funniest thing that I thought I saw on Twitter was – you know, I, and to be honest with you, I looked at it real quick just to double check. But somebody on Twitter said, "Hey, dummies, you forgot to take the Seahawk logo off the gloves." Nice. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I saw that too. That was pretty good. Oh but, man. Yeah, failed attempt, Michigan State. I'm wondering. Okay, but I, and I, I hopefully you know, I, I, I am embarrassed to say I didn't look too deep into it just because I refused to. But this isn't like their uniforms in 2019. No, no, no. It's okay. it's, it's an all. It's an all. They're gonna pick a game. And again, Hopefully a non-conference game that I won't probably right. watch every quarter of to begin with. Yeah. Hopefully they're not wearing those against freaking Michigan or Penn State or something like that because that would be a travesty. Yeah, and again, I'm all for alts. Even if they're kind of ugly, okay, let the kids have their fun, but this is just way over the line. <laughs> Will this be, you know, heaven forbid, like it's horrible in today's culture and society as we kind of alluded to before where social media directs leaders and things like yeah. that because it's just a right you know it's a nameless faceless you know pitchfork type of society but maybe maybe they won't th yeah maybe this one time the the people in charge will listen to the masses and actually just say you know what we're going away we're Look, gonna we're gonna we're gonna put those back in the vault I, maybe and let me ask you did you see one single positive comment I, on I, twitter I do not believe i saw one i did not see a single there was one. a whole i don't know who you know, which football there, I mean, you have to follow 50 college football specific Twitter handles. Um, but one of them was just reply back your reaction yeah. in, in GIF form. Did you see mine? <laughs> yeah, the dog pooping and the, the little kid patting him on the back saying, good job pooping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great GIF. Couldn't believe good I job. found that. Yeah. Mine was the uh, the get out, you know, the horror movie where the where the guy's like frozen and, and, and crying. And okay. Again. Okay. Anyways, but... <laughs> Well, All right. One more thing that Bocce said, though. They said, what do you like about it? He goes, I really like the cleats. <laughs> yes. It's not That's even part the of the that, I mean, you might as well just say yeah. it out loud at that yeah. point. Oh, and he God. said it twice, and they said, and again, the cleats. <laughs> I'm going to go back to the cleats here. All right. Well, uh, oh, we're a little deep into the podcast now. Uh, we do want to say... Apologies, we did kind of take a week off. Something we alluded to after the season was over, we're not going to be able yeah. to do a weekly podcast in the offseason the whole time. Um, I'll take most of the blame myself. I had a combination of wife being sick and work and stuff like that. I don't think your schedule is exactly. Uh, well, I was actually though. relieved when you're like, I'm just not sure I can swing this. I'm like, oh, yep. good. I'm yep. not ready for it today. We try to record on either Saturdays or Sundays in the downstairs yeah. athletic club, and sometimes it's just tough to pull together. So apologies uh, for the most part. Again, we're going to try to do one a week. Um, in the off season, but every now and then we will take a week off, but, uh, thanks for getting back in with us. So that kind of gets us into what we're going to talk about in the podcast, which is basically, we're going to kind of take a 
trip around the Big Ten yeah. and just kind of some of the teams have played their spring games. We're just going to give thoughts, correct? Yep. Okay. Before we do that, a yep. little quick housekeeping. Housekeeping. No, thank you. Sleeping. Very short. Yes. Uh, and we had mentioned his name already, Pat Forty, Yahoo uh, Sports. Jeff Brown's new contract at Purdue has been approved by the Board of Trustees. Total compensation, seven years, $36.8 million, with 31.2 of that guaranteed, plus $2 million in bonuses already earned. That comes out to $5.25 million a year. Which I think, because I just looked up uh, the ranking of head coaches' salaries. Mm-hmm. That would put him right around tenth, I believe. Something like in that. The country and wasn't it like third in the Big Ten, maybe? Yes. Yeah, that's impressive. So Purdue doing the right things. You got to give him credit for trying. I'm just curious what if he has a good year, what happens? Well, is that the thought process behind this? Where is is this a a no escape clause? Meaning he he's he's in West Lafayette. For three, four years, for sure. See, I wonder what like the buyout would be. We don't know that. I don't, I don't know. Think. I didn't hear any of that. And to me, the part that I did see get discussed here and there on Twitter, and I'm very curious on your thoughts, is so obviously when a uh, coach's bonuses or is you know a new contract is signed, typically you're going to compare it against what his win loss record is. Um, he's finished both regular seasons six and six. Yeah. First year he won his bowl game. Second year he lost his bowl game. Yep. He is an even thirteen for thirteen overall, one yeah. and one in bowls. Does that equate a contract that pays that much? I'm gonna say yes, it does, because it's not as simple as just looking at total wins and losses. Of course not. You've got to compare it to what was there before. He's elevated them like immediately from the moment he stepped on uh campus. He just had a great recruiting class. So to me, this is like a preemptive thing. We we know we've got the right guy. We don't care that he's 13 and 13. We think this is our guy long term. So why not pay him? And here's the thing that always gets me. People bitch about the money. It's not your money. Thank you very much. Who gives a shit? I, I kind of thought that would that's what your take would be. You know, I, I, I try as hard as I can not to equate everything back to Iowa football or in this case, Kirk Ferentz. But the amount of of junk that gets tweeted out there about Kirk Ferentz's yeah. contract is, is sure. It, it, that's always my thought process too, yeah. is who cares? Is, is the money coming out of your paycheck? I really do think there are people dumb enough to think that part of their taxes go to right. Their head coach in their state. I'm sure a lot of like, people seriously, I think they're that dumb with like yeah. a, a university being a, you know, a state entity. And they don't whatever. realize that the athletic department is his own entity and dollars and dollars out. And to honestly, I don't like the, 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 the level of the salaries. I don't like the arms race, but I mean, it's, it is what it, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's their money. They can spend it however they want. It's a free market. He yeah. has uh, made himself a hot commodity in what is probably the, the best time to be a college football oh, coach yeah. in the history of its, of, you know, of, of college football. Well, so here's another question. If you're him, why ever leave? You're making $5 million a year and they love you in West. And you can probably have a few bad seasons and they're, no, we don't care. We're going to give you more time. And I think that brings up two points that are interesting about this conversation. Number one is, yes, what you just said. And then where is it at to where he starts falling behind in the eyes of Purdue fans? My guess like is. Like, what will it take? I, it, you know, we'll obviously dig deeper into this when we do the, um, 
you know, deep dives in the in the summer before uh, the fall starts. But I think we've looked into it, um, uh, both of us, to know that Purdue lost a lot of talent off that team. It yeah. wouldn't be hard for us to see Purdue take a step back. Right. With that being said, if they went six and six again, again I think that would be a good year. I, I agree, and I think uh, Boiler fans would be content with that this year. But then they're going to start expecting seven, go. eight wins in the next couple of years. So that, to me, is going to be interesting is to watch the expectations of Purdue fans change now that they do have a big-time coach yeah. over the next two or three years. Then, of course, the other side, which brings me to my second point, Yet another happening inside the Big Ten West, which is proving that this league has took a step up. Huge. Not There isn't another league in football that's even comes close to how much the Big Ten West has stepped its game up in the last, and I would call it about, about 24 the, months. Yeah, the improvement that the West has made overall versus any other division. Yes. It's, I don't think it's close. I mean, right now, I don't want to go too deep in that, but there only seems to be one team. All right. right. Well, I, I'm sorry, I didn't. But, no, I but know. even actually, but even I was going to bring that. Hold on, I was going to bring that up because Jay Layman said the exact thing. Okay. He said there are six teams that can win this division next year, and and he went to Illinois, so I'm I'm not. And I would say six teams that either look uh, solid because they've been solid, or look to be improving Correct. off of what they were. With that being, I would said, say there's with, seven teams improving. Okay. With that being said, back to your Illinois Fighting Line. Yeah. I mean, we won't go too deep into the names, but they they had a huge week in recruiting. Oh my God! This week. Great week. Two four stars, a high three star kid. They got a former five star transfer from yep. USC, which at weak defensive end, which is the most glaring weakness that we have on defense at the moment. Things are, we may get another transfer wide receiver as early as today committing, yeah. who was a former four star kid, another USC guy. Yep. So yeah, I mean, they have improved their roster. We'll talk about it here shortly, but Illinois pointed up too. It's just. Are they improving enough to, to move up? Um, speaking of Illinois, good transition there. Illinois will be serving beer at Memorial That's Stadium awesome. That's this great. year. Man, we're, I, good, you we're know, good vibes out of I might champagne. have to fly down there just to have a, a legal beer inside Memorial Stadium because we used to smuggle beers in like crazy sure. when we were in college. I mean, I'd walk in there with basically a 12-pack loaded. So take a picture, put my first quote-unquote beer inside Memorial Stadium. Yeah, my first beer yeah. ever yeah. inside Memorial Stadium. Or yeah. I'd bring a bottle of wild turkey or something. <laughs> Mix it in. <laughs> oh, we had some good times. That's all for housekeeping. All right, man. Um, I'm going to kind of let you take it over here. Um, you take the spin around the Big Ten with the spring, and I'll just kind of jump in uh, when, when I feel like I need to. Sure. All right. Well, let's start with Ohio State University. That was the the first one the. That, the, that kicked it off. And to me, this is kind well, of – Well, Indiana kicked it off. They had the they had Oh, the that's Friday true. I, maybe I should go back to Indiana. Should we'll, we start there? We'll start at Indiana. All right, let's start in Indiana. Let's let's not slide Indiana. They had the brains You're right. PR to get the, the spring game on the Friday night. They did. start with them. Great job there by that fantastic AD at, at Indiana, Fred Glass. One of the best. Okay. One of the best. Uh, so this is the, called the Cream and Crimson game. I've actually been to a Cream and Crimson game. It's really? probably 1994, I want to say. My okay. buddy played on the team, so, so I went to a Cream and Crimson. The Big Ten Network called uh, Bloomington, Indiana, for sure, one of the greatest college campuses in all of the country. Have you ever been? Uh, yes, I have. Yeah, it's a nice campus. Yeah. It's uh, pretty heavily wooded. They've got all the the limestone buildings from the local quarries there, so there's a yes. really nice architecture to it. It's a good campus. Cool. Thumbs up. So, unfortunately, here's what I didn't like about this IU game. Jack Tuttle is not on campus yet. Penix played in a little seven-on-seven -seven scally, but... 
we didn't get to see him live. So it's basically the Peyton Ramsey show. And Peyton Ramsey did Peyton Ramsey type things. He was pretty efficient through one really bad interception. But overall, they're, they're loaded at the skill positions on offense. I mean, not only quarterback room, running backs, receivers. They've got a couple holes to fill on the offensive line, but I expect them to be as good maybe step up on offense based on what I saw. Yeah, um, brand-new offensive coordinator yeah, in Kalen DeBoer, brand-new defensive coordinator in Mark Hagan. Right, um, takes the, over from Tom Allen. Um, the, the general, and I would just put this as a preface to every team we're talking about throughout here, it is it is just spring. I'm going to hit the table here. A couple. Yeah, Let ahead. me up another yep. <laughs> Sunday beer. Um, it is just spring. You are going to typically uh, feel a little sloppy. Um, I remember playing in spring games like the juice that you would have for like obviously a uh, Saturday game or even a Friday game when you were in high school that it's not quite there. That same juice is, is no. not right. quite there. So you don't play as sharp and focused. So I think that generally leads into a general sloppiness, probably even more so in the case of Indiana, because everybody on the field is running a new system to at least yeah. to a certain degree. Do you feel that usually the defense comes out on top in Absolutely. spring games? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how I definitely feel expect that to be the right. case. Yeah. So speaking of defense, they didn't lose a whole lot off of their defense either. Although you, I don't know, you look at up and down, you look at the talent. I don't, it doesn't feel like it was the same. It was a couple years ago when they kind of peaked, right? Sure. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. But it's a lot of the same guys, and they moved Reese Taylor. Looks like maybe is going to switch from receiver to defensive back, and he's a great athlete, so I think that may be um, maybe some improvement. But they did have some O-line and D-line sitting out, I believe. So it was, was kind of hard to judge the two lines. But then real quick, focused on Peyton Ramsey, you kind of had some tougher a tougher review for him on Twitter, I thought I saw. Me? I don't, yeah. I don't know. Really I don't go? think so. Okay. No, I thought he had one really nice touchdown pass. Followed by Followed bad. by one but really bad it, interception, yeah. Isn't that Peyton Ramsey he, snapshot? He from throws the up season? at least one awful yeah. interception a game. He does not like. have the strongest arm no. in the world, but he makes but he's good efficient. throws. Yeah. But the IU fans don't want him to be their starting quarterback. They want Penix. They want Penix, and they'll probably settle for Tuttle if they have to. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I want to bring something up about uniforms. We were talking about uniforms earlier. Yeah. I cannot stand when teams don't have the names on the back of the uniforms. During spring? Ever. I mean, so Indiana doesn't have them anymore. Ever. Ever. Yeah. Minnesota, a lot of times they'll do the, the Minnesota, Minnesota on the back. as a, yeah. I want to know who the players are. I, I hear you. They and I feel like that crosses over the point that you've done a good job pointing out in this podcast and me and you just shooting the shit behind the scenes, which is this game, this sport, is about the fans. Correct. Thank you. <laughs> so, so, you know, which everybody somehow misses. Right. Well, I'm like, I feel like I'm the only one in the world. That no, you, you've actually, it's like almost like I've forgotten it. You yeah. know, like you've pointed it out and it's something I think about all the time. Like, okay, let's first and foremost, the viewers and the fans are number one. That's, that's why this sport is. So how about we go away? Let's see how, let's see how you do then. Let's yeah, see let's if see how much the coaches are going to be. Making yeah. Let's see how much point. you make. Let's see what your next facility is yeah. going to look like when we're not here. Put the names on the back and while you're at it, get off my yard. That's right. Damn it. All right. Well, that's it for B-Town. Let's move on to C-Bus, Ohio. Okay. The Buckeyes. Here's what I saw of the Buckeyes. Yeah, I'm kind of curious. I mean, this is just the most athletic team in the conference <laughs> still. I mean. Okay. I it's because the I don't know if for me, I watched the Ohio State spring game pretty much, you know, chronologically sandwiched in between 
Indiana and Nebraska. Okay. They they have talent all over the field. I, I know that you are sick of hearing that as a listener if you're not an Ohio State fan, but I'm sorry. That is what I saw yep. on the screen. And we can talk about Justin Fields and the bad game that he had. And he did have well, a bad game, but he's in a new system. Yeah. The, the talent is obvious. He's got a great arm. Now, I was expecting him to be a little faster and shiftier on it. He's he's good, but I was expecting closer to like, he, you know, uh, Murray. Uh, what uh, he wound up looking like to me was a better throwing motion Jalen Hurts. Hmm. The former okay. Bama, Bama quarterback now with Oklahoma. See, to me, as far as just flat speed, I mean, I don't think the kid is running a 4-4. He's probably a solid 4-6. Well, and even of... Kyler Murray wasn't isn't fast in a straight line. He's he's quick. like a 4-7 guy probably. Is he? Yeah, he's, he's not real fast. That. I See, I will say, because you hear so much about a certain player, big-time recruit, there was a, a, a part of me that expected Justin Fields' talent to just explode I off the I kind of did, screen. too. And I think that's what you have to you have to you have to right. bring that back a little. What yeah. I saw, I saw two or three passes that were frozen ropes, man. Well, was, and he does it effortlessly. Yeah, he just flicks it, and it's it gets there in a hurry. And then there was a couple zone option reads where he took the ball and he was seven yards upfield before the outside linebacker even knew what was going on. I saw I saw a lot of good stuff <laughs> okay. out of Justin Fields. On top of that, just like the talent. Yep. Number twenty six, like the running back slash slot receiver Jalen Gill. That okay. guy was all over the field. I like Master Teague. Okay. Running yep. back. Yep. He was he was big. Yeah. Um Garrett Wilson, the five star uh former uh signee, I think from uh not this this class just now, but the okay. class before. He was on, he looked amazing they have they lost a ton of talent off the wide receiver core yeah they did i mean factor in the talent that they still have in the backfield and kj hill was he even playing i'm not sure i don't i don't remember remember if he's playing or not um long story short they they had guys touching the ball every other play that looked amazing and i'm jumping ahead but i was kind of expecting like i was i tuned into penn state hoping that i was going to see like the next ohio state and i didn't really I it didn't it okay. wasn't as good. It, they didn't jump out to me as as being as athletic as Ohio State. Now defense, it looked like the same defense as last year. They really, made, yeah. They well, they made some big plays, but they were giving up big plays too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, I mean, one of them was what ninety eight yards. Ninety eight yards. Fields, um, which by the I, way, you take away that one, and he had like thirty four yards passing yeah. or something like that. Um, so we got the two. Uh, co-defensive coordinators, Greg Madison, Jeff Halfley. I think for the most part, we recognize Greg Madison, Madison. as the, the yeah. defensive coordinator. By the way, new quarterbacks coach, new linebacker coach, new special team coach. There are new faces yeah. and new places in, in Columbus. I felt like the defense was more dialed in. I okay. felt there was more intensity in the spring game than I saw a lot of them versus Oregon State, to be honest with you. Madison, when he got interviewed, he basically said what I – we actually said said this in a previous podcast. They're going to simple it down. Yeah, and, they should. And yes, and, and that's basically what he alluded to in his interview. No I thought you to. started to, you started to start seeing that in the spring game to me. Yeah, Tyreek Smith, defensive end, looked great. Of course, Jeffrey Akuda looks amazing. That guy's a stud. How about uh, Drew Chrisman with the proposal to the the girlfriend? To be honest with you, I, I thought it was pretty good. The fact that was he good, has yeah. to kneel down to hold – the ball like she's kicking it right but he was so he was already in that stance <laughs> right. and then proposed to her yeah. so if you're I not mean, I, I would 
I would have choice words for a young, good-looking man throwing his life away at such an early age. Like yeah, that. he's but making a bad decision. <laughs> <laughs> but that's beside the point. Um, and if you're not following Drew Christman on Twitter, you need to because he's one of the best follows out he's, there. He's funny, right? He's, he's very funny, and he's yep. self-deprecating. He makes fun of kickers all the time. Yep. It's great. Good stuff. All right. All right. On. Yeah, moving on. Uh, Minnesota. Okay. Let's go to Minneapolis. Now, we've, we went to the practice recently. I actually went to another practice. I've been to two of them. So I've seen quite a bit of the Gophers. I didn't see anything to change my mind from, from what I've seen before. Totally loaded at all the offensive skill positions. The one thing that surprised me was the tight ends. We, they were not using them at all in the two practices I went to. And I, we had a couple of them. Bryce uh, Widom and Span Ford each had touchdowns. Yeah. So they, they are going to be using the, the tight end. There are some good tight ends. And that's roster. a scary thought because yeah. their wide receivers are already. We know about the wide receivers. Maybe, maybe the best wide receiver group in all the big. Yeah, ten. I mean three pretty, yeah, three to even four really good wide receivers. Yep. Though. And then we know about the the running backs. Got Dude, four excellent ones. Our running, our boy Muhammad yeah. Ibrahim. He's yeah. <laughs> he is a stud. He's a little boy. He might boy. even be. Is better. he better than Smith and Brooks? He might be. I think he is. I think he might be. Yeah. I think he's got a little bit more of a burst. Yeah. I don't know, man. That guy is scary. And again, I'll, I'll emphasize the offensive line. I think the the starting five is pretty solid. Not great in pass blocking. Pretty good in run blocking. Really thin, though. That second lo- that second offensive line, you got to walk on and a true freshman on the, that second string. Yep. So they better hope for no injuries there. And we had a, we had a fat guy touchdown. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing, wasn't yeah. it? Daniel Falele. So, <laughs> I wasn't surprised that he scored. I was surprised he scored from six yards out. I don't know how he's – I mean, in all honesty, would, will they run, run that this year? And that was how the other thing. Why do you, you, why do you that show that? I was uh, wondering why. Have, you, I think to a certain degree just to have some fun. So but. that makes me think they're not going to use that. But at the same time, why right. not? I mean, I he took the ball like nine yards deep. Yeah. I swear to God, his feet look quicker – running the ball there than he typically did you know, pass for all right know. okay so i you know i never said the well i didn't have an opportunity because we didn't do a cast i was standing right behind him at the next uh practice that i went to his calves each one of those you know those spiral sliced hams <laughs> that's about how big each of his calves are he was standing next to um uh andres and schluter okay. who are they're each six five right okay. big dudes his Calves were like twice the size of theirs. That's insane. That's now, making a gigantic man's calves look small. So, yeah, exactly. Was he equally as sweaty and wet from, <laughs> from was pads pretty, to, to yeah, bone yeah, like he was? He was pretty sweaty. Now, the one thing I will say, he is not 6'9". He's about 6'7". Okay. Because he was standing next to the two of them. They're both 6'5". Mount Fulele. Yeah. The elevation yeah. has been down. A little bit, yeah. Okay. Uh, defensively. You know, you got Carter Coughlin, although he was going up against the second string, he was just dominating. Yep. Um, let's see. I, I felt Zach Anikstead has almost Glad you brought this up. for sure. He's the he number is. one quarterback. And I think I think he looked better in this game as compared to when I saw him at the open practice. And yes. really, any time last year. He's made a huge leap from his freshman year, which is not a big surprise. You usually make a big leap freshman to sophomore. Definitely starting quarterback. He's going to be a good quarterback for them. They are, they've got two really capable quarterbacks and Jacob Clark, who looked pretty good. And then they got another kid on the way, which I think is in the 2021 class, but just got rated as a four-star. This is – if there's one thing I can say for PJ's recruiting, they have upgraded the quarterback position, the most important position on the field, 
over, I mean, really anything in my lifetime that I can remember, right? I mean, if you look back. Maybe Ricky Foggy. Ooh, Ricky Fogg, that's going back a ways. If you look back all the way even into um, uh, early 2000s, right? Late late 90s when Minnesota was a solid football program. Yep. You could make the argument what stopped them from ever Absolutely. getting to the Big Ten Championship or winning a Big yeah. Ten Championship was quarterback play. And Ryan Cupido was solid, but he wasn't going to win games for you, right? Brian. Wasn't it Brian? Was it Brian? I Maybe it remember. was Brian. Yeah. But then you go to the the Kill and Clay's era, and what's his name that just did yep. not— Should have played tight He should have been a tight end, yep. right? Just not a quarterback. If they had had—could you imagine if they had a quarterback on that team that won nine games? They would have been very good. Yeah. 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 Okay, that's that's all I got for Minnesota. Anything? Okay. Nope, that's good. Okay, moving on to Lincoln, Nebraska, and the Cornhuskers. Uh, let's see. Offensively, they had a couple guys sitting out. Of course, we know about Mo Washington. He did not play. J.D. Spielman did not play. Wondell Robinson was not on the field. The biggest thing that I took from them offensively, not a ton of playmakers outside of Adrian Martinez. Yep, and um... – you only need to follow two or three Nebraska people on Twitter, and you basically have an insider you, to all you, Nebraska. You now have a Nebraska feed on Twitter if you follow two of them. And, uh, by the way, Jim in Minnesota um, drove down for the game. Oh, he did? Yeah, drove oh, through good. the snowstorm on no Friday. Shit. Yes. Wow. I was like, Jim, be careful, man. Don't, yeah. don't kill yourself. Um, made it down. It was actually gorgeous weather yep. down there on Saturday. So Good for him. So good for him. Um so uh, I will say, though, with a quarterback like Amar, he, he's going to elevate everyone around him. You don't necessarily – and, again, several playmakers out. Right. But, but it I, may but not ma- matter that much. It might not matter that much. Again, we're alluding this to it is spring. Um, True. But, but, again, back to you know the Nebraska Twitter feed, there has been rumors outside of Lincoln that the offense really hasn't looked that good. Well, the offensive line looked kind of weak. Yes. I thought. Yeah, well, they, and, they lost – two big players off yeah. last year's offense Tanner line. Farmer. Every, yep. Um, everybody that's uh, uh, coming back is either new or somebody that wasn't a, a proven stud yep. along the offensive line last year. I don't care what offense you're running offensive line matter. I mean, tack- Correct. blocking and tackling is going yeah. to matter till the days, you know, football ends. I could see um, them struggling a little bit, especially early this year on offense. Yeah. Well, and I tell you, man, I mean, Divino Zigbo is a big loss. Huge he, loss. He wound up being a huge thumper yep. for them. I think they can stomach the Ozigbo loss at, at running back. Yeah. I think uh, actually number 33, Jalen Bradley, he looked good yeah. to me for Nebraska. Not the Solid. same not the same runner as Zigbo, but I don't think you can overstate how important Stanley Morgan Jr. was to the offense and Adrian right. Martinez last year. He was 100%. He was a go-to, yeah. Yeah, he was the ultimate security blanket. When he was gone the last two or three weeks of the season, the yep. offense struggled. Adrian Martinez looked like a human being those last three weeks because of that. Yeah. And, and you know, again, and I know you already pointed out, J.D. Spielman yep. was out. Wandale Robinson was out. By the way, I'd like to point out, I'm, I'm not sure how Wandale Robinson has been able to uh, be proven to be the greatest – uh, recruit scat back ever this spring because he's he's had a hamstring all spring. I right. think he practiced right. All not spring. not a whole so they, lot. Yeah, so they've barely got a look at him. Long story short, there was there was a you could see Adrian Martinez being Adrian Martinez. There's yep. there's no doubt about that. There was flashes of just sloppiness. Yeah, I felt like on 
both sides. Balls on the turf. Yeah, there was okay. penalties. Fair. Yeah. Um, now I will say also, Adrian Martinez gets hurt. They got Luke McCaffrey. He looked pretty good. I see. To me, I wrote down that I thought both uh, Noah Vidral and Luke McCaffrey looked fine. Yeah, uh, I would. I would Andrew agree. Andrew Bunch is uh, he's whatever. Okay, I, if he stays on the team, it's because he he wants to. He just likes football, Nebraska. Yeah, but I mean, those are your those are your top three. But it's not going to be the right? same team. If no, he gets, it's it's not. They yeah. would have to switch stuff up a little bit. Yep. Manufacture plays a little bit more, whereas Adrian Martinez manufactures plays on his own. But um, they're thin at linebacker. There was there was certain spots. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but I, here's what I like. First of all, uh, Daniels, the new defense, the new nose guard, very good. Uh, oh my gosh. Yep. Looked fantastic. And I that's think huge for three four for defense. that three four. Yep. Absolutely. I thought the defensive line looked much better. And you do have Mo Berry. You got a stud, a dude at linebacker, and you got a dude on the third level in DiCaprio Booty. So Booty. I think they're going to be much Boodle. I'm sorry, yep. they're going to be much improved on defense from what I saw. And in each case, they got one stud at each level, mm-hmm. which is which is huge. Yeah. But I'd like to point out they have one stud. Yeah. On each level, I Fair. I don't feel like there's a lot of depth yet that they've had a chance. No, to build. probably not. But I do think they'll take a step forward there. All right. That's all I got uh, okay. for them. Let's move on to Champagne, Illinois, where they are now serving the Champagne of beers. <laughs> <laughs> Miller High Life. They gotta, they're going to have to serve champagne, correct, at the game? Gosh, you would think so. Yeah, but I think it's beer only. Oh, I don't think bad. it's any wine. That's a liquor license. That's different. different yeah. Drink, so this was a a Grange, Team Grange versus Team Butkus. Okay. Yeah, so they put the first team defense, obviously, on Team Butkus. The first team offense on Team Grange, so it was one ones versus ones and twos versus twos. Okay. So the, the Team Grange, you know, the number one offense played Team Butkus, number one defense, but there was no tackling. But on the the two side, it was full tackling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, I just I, I was just gonna say did, there was times I didn't see any tackling. Oh wow. I'm sorry. You could. That's a low blow, man. I'm, dude, I'm sorry. I feel. Well, I then, felt bad before I even said it. Hold on. Well, then you start. I want you to start on this one. Uh, mostly for me, I'm 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 thinking quarterback play. If I am an Illinois fan, yeah, I want to get out of the spring with maybe not a, a definite number one, yep. but a definite one and two that I feel good about to fight it out in camp. Well, they have the definite one and two, but nobody really stepped forward and said, I am the starting quarterback, which I was hoping to see that. I wasn't terribly disappointed. I am concerned about quarterback. The one thing I wanted out of this was to have a low-scoring affair based sure. on what we saw. Right. The defense dominated. The number one defense dominated the number one offense. Absolutely dominated. It, like To the point where it was kind of embarrassing for the Did offense. Did your boy play at running back? Uh, Corbin? Yeah. He played. He went down with an injury, but then he came back in. So okay, I, I guess okay. it's not serious. Now, speaking of injuries... Defensive tackle Calvin Avery was carted off. Looked like a pretty bad. He was going to be probably fighting for a starting spot, but he's definitely in the two deep as a defensive tackle, really talented kid. But the thing I wanted to see was improvement on the defense. And what I saw was the defensive line has taken an enormous step forward. That is the biggest thing I wanted to see. And if you're trying to fix an entire unit. Yes, that's where you start. And, of course, Patiku is not even there yet. The The former five-star transfer from USC is not there again. So they were playing their fifth string. This is not a joke. Fifth string weak side defensive end yesterday. That's hard And they still by. looked okay. pretty okay. okay. Don't let the linebackers 
Huge step forward for the defensive backs as well. Enormous. These guys, I think we've got some ball hawks out there. Look for Nate Hobbs this year. Okay. He's going to have a fantastic year. Remember. Offensively, they've who, got... Who, coming out of the spring, which quarterback would you choose yourself? I think give, I would... Give the two choices. Okay, so the two choices are Matt Robinson. Short guy, really quick. Decent arm for his size. And then MJ Rivers, big guy, big arm, not as fast. Although he looked quicker in this game than he did last year. I still... I still I'm going to go with MJ Rivers. Yeah, first, yep. Even though he does not fit the Rod Smith mold. Rod yeah. Smith wants a fast quarterback. He's and not fast. And coming in is four-star quarterback. Isaiah Williams, yep. which you, you can't count on a true freshman, but I think he will be in the mix. I think it's going to be those three. The okay. fourth quarterback's Karan Taylor. He looked okay, but he's got a long way to go. Uh, wide receivers, oh, Lord. Wow, still just atrocious. Uh, thank, hopefully Luke Ford gets his waiver. We need some bodies out there. We do have one transfer on the way hopefully a second one today running backs they just have a stable they're kind of like minnesota it's a poor man's minnesota they're not as good as minnesota but corbin uh rayvon bonner looks great lost a bunch of weight he's really quick now uh you got uh, uh, dre brown former four-star kid is finally healthy and epstein who never practices in, in uh spring of course wasn't out there so you forget about that guy they got they go four five deep even jakari yeah. norwood the the freshman had a good game too now, kind of like Minnesota as well, really thin on the offensive line. So they had a, they weren't starting all their regular starters, so the offensive line looked pretty bad. Um, I expect them to be fine, at least for the starting five, but if one of those guys gets injured, forget about it. The, it's going to go downhill quickly. Um, oh, yeah, I wanted to point out how absolutely horrible the Big Ten to go app is. Okay. That's where I had to watch this game, and it's torturous. Okay, I mean, it, I would. I've really, had a Big Ten to go experience before, and it was awful. Basically, what you have to do is wait for it to be over, and then watch the replay. Because if you're watching it live, the feed is just atrocious. Yeah. It freezes up. You have to exit out of the app altogether, go back into it, and they do these instant replays continually. And they got to put this little graphic up: instant replay. Yeah, I get it. I know I'm watching a replay. You don't need to. It's it's a horrible product. <laughs> All right, moving right along. East Lansing, Michigan, Sparty. We we had the the beautiful unveil of the gorgeous <laughs> new unis. <laughs> yeah. Um. So let's start with the offense. Brian Lewerke looked amazing. He was on point, and he clearly was injured all of last year, based on what I saw. Injured or just something going on between the ears which i think he maybe kind of alluded to himself okay. a little bit on the on the article i read if either way whether it's injury whether it's psychological if he can bounce back and look 90 percent of what he looked at looked like two years ago that's a huge deal for i'm Michigan confident State. he's going to be as good as he was two years ago if not better wide receivers looked good if they can stay healthy like they did not last year not impressed with their running backs. Not impressed with their running backs. Offensive line looked like a typical Sparty offensive line, but you're going to see a better Sparty offense that trots out this fall. Yeah, a little bit different voice uh, calling the plays. If you can couple that again with Lewerke, you know, looking good. Yep. Well, and then couple that again with what is going to be a destructive Michigan State defense. Mm -hmm. Michigan State will be a tough out for everybody. Yeah, and speaking of defense, I think one of the things you can look for in spring, you see so many guys play, you look at depth, and I thought they had really good defensive line depth. They were, you know, second string, looked pretty pretty stout. So I think maybe not as good defense as we saw last year, but that's hard to 
to duplicate. But again, three le- like a stud at all three levels. Josiah Scott looks great. Joe Bocci, we know about him. Kenny Willekes is back. We know about him. They'll be very good on defense as well. And I think another reason that you're you're cheering hard for Lewerke to look good as a Sparty fan is that Rocky Lombardi is just Rocky Lombardi. Yeah, it's, he's it's, a is a guy with a great football name, and it kind of ends there. <laughs> they could maybe maybe he's a good enough athlete to find another spot for him because my guess yeah, is I know they got the talented. Sure. I think it's a three or four star more mobile quarterback on the roster. My guess is they're going to try to okay. bring somebody in to back up Lewerke as fast as possible. I think Rocky could make a linebacker. Yeah. It would it would fit perfectly. That'd be awesome, wouldn't yeah, it? For sure. I want that to happen. Let's let's try to make that happen. Let's get let's get that trending. Uh, that's really all I got for Sparty. Anything else for you? Nope. All right, moving on to State College, Penn State. Penn State. Uh, First another, of all, go wait, what? Go another ahead. Un, another uniform unveil. Well, they were they're going to wear their throwbacks again. Yeah. They already wore those. Not this past year. It was two years ago, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. But it's the a, funny thing is, is their throwbacks. It's, it's not like it's a drastic. But you know, it's okay. They don't you, have a blank like, palette. Like just because they put the number on the helmet. I don't. I'm not saying it's a great, awesome uniform, but it's it's a good uniform. Yeah, it's a. It makes my number one uniform <laughs> even more number one. Okay. It, I do. So let's an, do it. It's an improvement. And I would move them up from 14 to at least like 10 on <laughs> from, in, in the Big number? Ten. Really? Well, but it, they got the stripe in the, the pant too, okay. and so they got the stripes on the socks. Going on is what you're yeah. Okay. So if I was them, I would go. I would stick just to the number on the helmet. I don't need the stripes on them. I want the stripe on the pant. Okay. Right. I want it. I like and numbers player. or names on the back. Absolutely yeah. names I'm on the back. I'm fine with that too. Ah, that's so bad. Okay. But let's start off with Matt Millen. What a great story, huh? Yeah. He's back. He's healthy. Incredible. I swear. That's a guy that just, from his times playing, being a coach, whatever, you know that guy just battles. He's a grinder. Absolutely. And could not be happier. And and I feel like people had, even before the the sickness that yeah. went public, they bagged on him for being in the booth. I swear you could go back four years. I always talked about, I liked Millen. I've never had a booth. problem with him. I, I think he was a horrible general manager. Well, yes, he I was mean, bad that, at that. That goes without. But I thought he was fantastic for his insight in the booth. I'm just happy he's healthy. I'll be honest. I, I hate to say this, but I just didn't think he had a chance. I don't think anybody did, man. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So it's so great that he's back. So I'm really happy about that. So big, big words out of state college uh, by uh, Micah Parsons talking. Yeah. You know, which what did he say? I can't remember. It's basically, you know, I don't I, I, I don't think the the quote was that they would win the national championship okay. this year. But he but said we're going to win. We're going to win. big, yeah. And we're going to win one here soon. Essentially eluding to. Yeah. Um, I don't have his full Twitter handle, but Mr. Perkins on Twitter that we that we follow for Penn State, alluding okay. to the fact that there is buses upon buses of talent coming yeah. into State College. But you felt like, as comparison, to I did Ohio not State, see it. I mean, I was hoping to see that. That's what I tuned in. I okay, I'm going to see the next Ohio State here. All these great recruiting classes they have over the past few years. I just didn't see elite talent like Ohio State level talent. Part of it might have been quarterback. So yeah, unfortunately Tommy Stevens didn't play. So oh, Sean man. Clifford was playing. He did he did fine. He was okay. He wasn't great. Uh the the people that stood out to me, Noah Kane, the running back, sure. looked pretty good. And then Taquan Robinson, that is one of the two four stars that are yes, coming in. Yes, so you think he's gonna transfer first. He looked pretty good. Okay. So I'm 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 feeling pretty confident there. Okay. about right. myself there. But a lot of drops still. Jeez. Did you see that? And that's half the reason why they ran some of those wide receivers out of town. Right. 
Yeah. So, I mean, granted, you got this Spring. freshman class coming in, but they're freshmen. Yeah. You can only count on one, maybe two of those guys really being big contributors. Yep. A big part of the passing game is on campus right now. Right. And Tommy Stevens, I don't know. We haven't seen a lot of him, so we don't really know how good he is. But it, you got to expect a step down from from Trace McSorley, right? Yes. So, Like as the ultimate Nittany Lion for, for years and years. So, I don't know. I'm not going to say that they're not going to have a good season, but I don't see a great season. I think there's still a – when you lose that many players that were most of them were somewhere in the middle to upper part of, of you know, being upperclassmen or yep. whatever – you can't tell me that you aren't left with a younger team that needs more develop, right. development and, and melding together. You're still seeing that with, with Penn State. And by the way, they're looking at some transfer wide receivers right now. They, they For a reason. Yeah they, need a, yeah. they need a solid linchpin in the passing game. They need that guy that you look to on third down so that the other talent around that type of person right. can develop. Now, uh, Dan Chisena was a walk-on. He had... So he's a track guy, former track guy, blazer. He had a nice, really nice 41-yard touchdown catch. And then immediately after that, over the loudspeaker, announced that they were he was a walk-on. They were giving him a scholarship. Right after the play. Right after the play. It was towards the end of the game. It was great. And the players just James Franklin, he's got, a, he's got a penchant for the theatrics, I think. He does, man. He's really good at it. But, <laughs> like, how do you know the guy's going to score a 41-yard touchdown pass? How would you know? Maybe. And I thought that, too. Yeah, I mean, it's a spring game. A defensive coordinator could say, okay, have the safety. But it was – so it wasn't poor coverage. And he, he got past the dude, and it was a nice catch on the run in stride. Like, he could have dropped it. Right. He didn't drop it. That's he caught cool. it. Yeah, so nice. I thought that was, that was nice. Now, the defense, it was twos on ones. So I didn't I didn't learn a lot from this game, I'll be honest with you. There yeah. wasn't a whole lot to learn. Yeah. But there were times the defensive line was dominant, but we're still giving up plays. They were still letting the the twos move the ball downfield. I'm I feel good about their defense, but I guess I just didn't learn a lot in this game. And every time you watch a spring game, um, whether it's your team or not, I always have the same thought, which is if something good happens, it's also kind of bad. Correct. When something bad happens. Kind of good too. I, I would say the only thing you don't want to see is the person that is perceived to be your starting quarterback look like junk, right? Because that is going to cause stress to everybody. Yep. Which I think to point that out would be Miami's starting quarterback did not. Tate look, Martell. Tate Martell looked awful. He he got booed at his own. I wonder spring game. I, that may be a first all times. Um, and I feel so bad for Manny Diaz because I love the guy so much. <laughs> are you are you picking up the sarcasm? Because I'm lining so. on pretty thick. Okay, so I kind of dissed Purdue. I, I forgot that they had had their their game last week. So let's go back to West Lafayette, Indiana, and talk about the Boilers. So Elijah Sindelar, the quarterback, definitely starter. Did not play at all in this game, unfortunately. And I got to say, if he gets injured, they may be in trouble this year. Correct. I was not impressed at all with what else they tried it out there at quarterback. And to be honest with you, Elijah Sindelar himself is is hot and cold. So I'm just he saying is. right now, a big part of Purdue's season is going to be on the health of Elijah Sindelar yep. along with the more consistency of Sindelar. Definitely. The offensive line is also rebuilding, so that's not helping things. The defense, I thought, overall looked better than I expected. 
Your favorite yeah. D coordinator. My favorite D best best one in the Big Ten, Nick Holt. That's my guy right there. So defensively, Marcus Bailey was not playing. Lorenzo Neal wasn't playing, but I thought they looked good overall. Again, it's a spring. Who really knows? But the thing that really impressed me overall, the tight ends. My gosh, they got three really good-looking tight ends. They were using them a lot. Okay. So I expect to see that this year. And George Karlaftis, that five-star, like four-slash-five-star defensive end, he's going to be starting. Okay. He's a wrecking ball. Okay. Guy looks amazing. Uh, pretty solid at wide receiver. Sparks uh, was making some plays. Of course, you got Rondell Moore, so I think they're going to be fine there. Uh, overall, yeah, I think it's going to be maybe a step back offensively, possibly a step forward defensively for the Boilers. So maybe right around that six and six. Right around six team, and six. Yeah, that we were kind of talking about before. <laughs> yep, we'll see. All right, moving on to Piscataway, New Jersey. Your favorite. The, the, my favorite. My my brothers in arms, the <laughs> Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Um, first of all, they – well, final score was like 116 to 114. They had some weird scoring system where you got play, you know, points for – you know, a third down stop, things like that. So it wasn't real scoring, but it was offense versus defense. So they showed Arthur before the game without his pads on. Quarterback, Arthur. Quarterback, Sitkowski. Arthur Sitkowski. That guy is a brick shit house. Is he really? Oh my God. He is yoked. Okay. Um, he looked fantastic, by the way. So this is the first time in 10 years that they've had the same offensive coordinator two years in a row. It's one of the in most insane stats, and why would it not reside in Piscataway? Of course, and, you know, because they're brothers in arms with the Illini, Illini had seven out of nine, like uh, nine years, seven second quarter. year in a row, too. Right. Yeah. So he looked fantastic through an interception, but they had the uh, the passing offense, which was their Achilles heel last year, looked fantastic. One of their Achilles heel last year. Looked yes. great. Well, one of, okay, fair enough. Offensive line was creating clean pockets. Uh, Raheem Blackshear is a stud. He's gonna yeah, have he's, a, good, he's gonna sure. have a huge year. I'm looking forward to that. And um, thanks for seeing Mr. Blackshear. You know what I mean? Thanks for not going to the transfer a- portal. Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for staying. Unlike Jonah Jackson, the, right? The traitor. Correct. Uh, defensively, could be could be a step back in defense because we talked about the reason I. Ooh, another one. Another the one. reason I erroneously <clears throat> had Rutgers higher than. Indiana last year was I thought they were going to rely on their uh, older defense. They had a lot of yep. second and third year starters. A lot of those guys have moved on. So yeah, yeah. It, it could be a little ugly, but I think the offense is going to take a huge step forward this year. So that's really all I've got. Um, to 70th in the country. That yeah, would be hey, a huge that'd step be forward. fantastic. Correct. Good for them. Yeah. Michigan did have a kind of a scrimmage, but not really. I'll be honest. I watched it. I didn't learn a damn thing from yeah. their scrimmage. There. Uh, Khaki pants kind of he'll put the uh, the walls up around the program. Yeah, when he feels like he needs to. And Wisconsin was supposed to have a game, and they ended up just having an open practice. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, that's right. The the wet blanket in Iowa City didn't have a game, There's and then a stadium remodel. Oh, that's right. Geez. That's right. And then yeah. the wet blanket up in Evanston didn't have one either. Hey, they don't have an excuse at least in that point. No, not they don't. Week, not even a week one. They could have just had it in that magnificent God-given facility that they just put up. A.K.A. the Fitzcarlton. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's like, it. That's it for the roundup. I'd like to point out I bought three pairs of khaki pants on, on really? Friday. Um, my phone broke down. It was dead for three hours. I was at the Apple store, so you have nothing to do other oh, than... Oh, so you got to buy something. Yeah, you just roam around the mall and... and I usually stuff. just find the bar and just... Yeah. Sidle I up. I had stuff to do, so... Yeah. Um, so the last thing to put a bow on is is... 
I believe Nebraska their their spring attendance was was it two hundred and fourteen thousand people? Yeah, two fourteen, two fifteen, depending 215, on the count. Right around there, somewhere around yeah. there. Yeah. Um, all jokes aside, uh, what, well, I'll just stop right. What are, what are your thoughts on spring game attendance as comparison to? I could really care less about the the attendance numbers. Although I guess you can say you look at the Big Ten overall. They've got Nebraska brings in a crap load of people. Ohio State, Penn State, those are always three of probably the top five or six. So I guess it just it's but, a gauge. But Michigan of, really. Doesn't. Does not even if they would have even had if a they had no spring game, but that's Michigan. Neither does Wisconsin. Wisconsin no. has been one of the more consistent teams. But Michigan is that aloof, like wine sure. and cheese gr- group that. Uh, but can't even bother going me with around practice, even going around the country, something that I think people would be surprised with: LSU, hardly anybody at yeah. their spring. Game. Notre Dame had like thirty thousand. That's pretty good, but you'd expect probably a little more. I so. Don't know. There was a lot of, of banter back and forth between Nebraska fans and non-Nebraska fans, obviously non-Nebraska fans pointing out that there's nothing else to do in Lincoln. That's why you guys show up. Nebraska fans saying, I'm tired of that it, uh, excuse. You sure. use that all the time. It does mean something. My it honest, is a sad excuse, I think. Yeah, I, no, think that's I was going to say, if, if you, you hearing the exact same joke all the time, hearing the exact same mm-hmm. argument all the time, definitely gets old. On Twitter, I would say the the truth is somewhere in the middle in in both. Yeah, probably. Um, That's usually the case for I, things. I mean, there's not a direct correlation, obviously, to how many people attend your spring game to how many games you're going to win in the fall. No. Um, with that being said, obviously, it, it is a recruiting tool that you can bring that many recruits to a spring. Absolutely. And I think uh, Nebraska got a commit yesterday, yep. I believe, yep. out, out of the big, spring game. So. Big offensive lineman out yep. of Kansas or something like that. So, um I don't know. The whole point I'm trying to make is is spring games are cool. With that being said, if you ranked, are out, you listening, Kirk Ferentz? <laughs> if you ranked out all of the things that were important to developing a college football consistent winning program, a highly attended spring football. It's not game, one of them, really. Okay, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's ranked. It down, is though. an advantage. Again, yeah, sure. Going back I'm not, to recruiting. I'm not completely. And it just shows the interest level in your program, which is good. Which nobody's doubting Nebraska fans' interest level. No, absolutely not. (laughs) You'd be a crazy person. Yeah. Not to think think that. But, um, yeah, man, I think that's. That about wraps it up. Um, The one thing. Exciting that we got to watch some football. Yes, absolutely. It's always good to watch football. But even more exciting than I got to watch. I know this is a college football podcast, but, dude. Tiger Woods winning the Masters was. That was some riveting. Uh, golf, the fact that they had to start it earlier because of the storm coming in, it was fantastic to wake up and essentially start watching the Masters. It was amazing. Well, I, I wish I could have watched, but I was shopping for blinds this afternoon. It was fantastic. That's awful. Yeah. I, uh, I couldn't get out of there, man. Just yeah. couldn't get out. Yeah. Come on. I got to go. I got to go. I made the uh, deposit in the bank of wife yesterday, knowing that the final round was today. Gotcha. And that was that was my way to, to go around that. Yeah. So. Got to watch exactly zero of the Masters this year. That's awful. Yeah. It was one of the best Masters I've seen. Uh, and the fact that Tiger won. Uh, I'm happy Tiger his, Hugged won. his little boy walking off That's the 18th cool. green. I got a little choked up. I'm not going to be I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I think I mean, because like I pointed out to you. That is the longest gap 
between majors that but for one player that that's ever happened in in the history of it's one of those it's one of those stats that just doesn't even seem possible to go 14 years between majors or it doesn't seem possible that it's been 14 yeah that that part since tiger first won a major it seems like it was five years ago tops i mean man 14 years ago i was living a totally different life yeah yeah (laughs) you and me both were yeah all right i tell you what you know what i'm gonna have for dinner tonight I'm going to have a spiral sliced ham. Oh, yeah. <laughs> second you said that, I'm like. Got you thinking about that, that, huh? That that sounds really good. I think I'm going to throw one in the oven here. Is there, is there a quick recipe you can give me for I'm going to have a filet calf for dinner. <laughs> All right, everybody. This has been the Eyes on Big Podcast. We really appreciate you listening. I am Jeffrey the Greek. And I'm Big Kurt. All right, have a good day. Bye.